You're listening to Inside the Pacific Northwest with Andrew and Sophie. Hi, 88.9. This is Andrew and Sophie, and we are beginning Inside the Pacific Northwest with Andrew and Sophie. Hi, Andrew. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Sophie? I'm pretty good. I'm really excited to finally begin this podcast because we've been meaning to do it since the beginning of June. Are you excited, Andrew? I am. Great. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, my name is Andrew, as you've already heard. Um, I've lived in the Pacific Northwest my whole life. Um, I was uh, born in the Overlake Hospital, you know, where most people here are born. Um, Lived in Sammamish till I was two and then have lived on Mercer Island ever since. How about you, Sophie? Um, Well, so I grew up in Ballard uh, for a little while until about first grade, and then I moved to Mercer Island, so nothing too interesting. Um, But yeah, I've lived in the Pacific Northwest my entire life as well. All right, so Andrew, what's our show going to be about? Why don't you tell us? Well, our show is going to be everything related to the Pacific Northwest, so that could include... um, current events, um, tourist attractions, um, some history, facts, really kind of just anything relating to Pacific Northwest. Um, If something big happened, we'd most likely cover that. Um, If not really, then it'll be all about the history and about, you know, what is really the Pacific Northwest. So, I mean, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, of which most of our listeners do, um, it's just like a way to learn a little more about um, the area that you live in. And then if you don't live in the Pacific Northwest, it's also a way to learn a little more about somewhere new. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited. So we're also going to be putting out our podcast on different platforms. So hopefully we'll, I mean, we'll just begin on Spotify because that's the uh, default uh, platform and then we'll I think Andrew if I'm correct we'll have in um Apple pod Apple podcasts and then just where else? Oh, just um and Google and Google yeah. so I'm excited for that and as of right now we have an unfinished website so <laughs> I'm going to be finishing that soon um we're going to be making an Instagram a Twitter a few other things. We'll figure it out. We just we want this podcast to be big, right, Andrew? We do. That's our whole goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and we're also going to be adding on to like. I mean, there might become it might there might become a time where we need to change things for the podcast. I mean, because we don't really know too much about it right now. It's kind of just a impromptu thing. And I mean, we've planned a lot for it, but I mean, obviously, we still might need to make some new changes. So yeah. yeah. So everyone knows, you know. People are probably sick and tired of hearing it, but... Um, I know I am. I'm so Se- Yeah. Seattle started with its main cases, and then in, like, two weeks, it exploded we in New York. Oh, yeah. Well, and then after, well, like, two weeks later... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at, right now, I think we are up in coronavirus cases. Yes, and I don't think by a lot, though. Well, by more than there should be. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, other places around the world are down to zero cases because they assessed the situation and had the infrastructure to be able to stop the virus in its tracks. And our government, the White House, did not do that. So, 
Andrew, um, without coronavirus, what would you have been doing right now? What activities that you were going to go do? What have, what's been canceled for you? What's been difficult? Well, I know my parents would have been in Iceland um, uh, about a month earlier. Um, right now, we probably would have been in Montana. Okay. So we usually go there with all of our cousins and our grandparents. And um, just because of all of this, we don't know um, if people are exposed, other family members. So we've really kind of decided not to do that. Right. That's disappointing. I mean, all of my sports and activities has pretty much been canceled. I mean, I've been able to get back into conditioning and weight training and being able to go to volleyball practice, but um, otherwise it's been pretty difficult and not being able to see my friends. And yeah, it's hurt everyone in every way. You know, people who aren't Mm -hmm. good online learners have to all of a sudden, you know, do mm-hmm. good and online, you know, like sit at a screen for six hours. That's difficult for a lot of us. Um, people with the volunteering, sports, jobs. Mm-hmm. Speaking I of mean, which, all Seattle schools and all King County, all the counties in Washington, Pacific Northwest have, are canceled. They're not open right now. I mean, it's summertime, but uh, they still don't really know what they're going to do for the fall. We don't have any um, clear instructions or plans yet. Yeah, well, actually, I am um, I do know a thing or two. I don't know if I can say oh, a thing or two. go ahead and tell us. <laughs> well, I, I can't exactly say until it's announced publicly, but um, okay. really, we ha- we're having multiple different types of plans because there's this wave two, and we know viruses keep going up and down. Mm-hmm. So unlike um, a lot of critics of just kind of everyone was, we had a really slow response time school district just kind of everywhere we had a really slow response time so next time right. this happens it will be a really fast you know a really fast response time to whatever that is yeah. but mm-hmm. i know it it's hard when you think about it how many different types of students and it let's say we do go back to school with masks and viruses mm-hmm. are low i mean why with people with asthma who can't breathe well and have to sit in a class for an hour and a half like you know it's just imagine if we have to do online and someone with you know doesn't like staring at their computer for six hours because they can't focus so it's yeah it's gonna be very difficult and whatever choice we make there'll always be unhappy people right I was talking to my mom about this actually just like maybe a few hours before we started recording and she told me that if we go back to the, to school in the fall, she's going to be very uncomfortable because, I mean, what as scientists and doctors have learned so far, it affect like the virus, the symptoms of the virus affect people of older age much great much more greatly than they do of people of younger age. So I may I might be asymptomatic, but I'm I mean I'm so much more worried for my parents because mm-hmm. they are at much higher risk than I am. So. I mean, me being able to go back to school would be absolutely wonderful, but I mean, we still have to keep in mind that there's a risk of infecting my parents and other people that we're in contact with. So it's a really difficult decision. And the other thing is, is even once um, the president kind of said he had an ideal time for the vaccine around mid-December, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he's Mm -hmm. pushed that back. But even, you yeah. know, once it comes out, a lot of people are skeptical and they're like, hey, this is a rush. We don't know, 
you know, we will, I'm, I'm not sure if everyone's just going to take it immediately because, you know, mm-hmm. some people are probably scared with, you know, all vaccines can have a problem with them. And because this one's rushed and not really, you know, I can see where even if there is a cure, not everyone will take it. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a thing and, like the common cold where it always kind of evolves and there will be no cure. Right. It's really and scary to think about. I think, um, I was also talking to my mom about this and um, I think the CDC came out and said that there will not be a an actual COVID-19 vaccine until later in, in the year of 2021. We definitely yeah. will not be back to normal in December. I don't know what our president's talking about. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's probably old news because I don't, eh, I, I can't even follow the news anymore just with everything. I know. It just makes me too sad looking like, you know, COVID-19. I agree. But, I mean, it's crazy to think that five months ago, everything was normal. And even, it's kind of weird because if um, yesterday I was in a park in Seattle and there were tons mm-hmm. of people playing basketball, not wearing masks, there's right. actually a day camp with no masks and kids touching each other. Not like that, but you know, mm-hmm. with like holding hands, playing ring around the rosies. And I'm like, for as much as we're afraid of this, it's kind of like everyone's kind of over with it. And I've seen multiple Instagram photos of people, you know, on the backs of other people without gloves or masks. And, and it's like, you know, as mm-hmm. much as you're upset, you're not helping the problem. Right. And I think that if our country had handled it better, our population would have taken it much more seriously. But because of how the government handled it, it didn't turn out well for everyone else in the rest of the country. And I mean, as of now, like I said, other countries are down to zero cases, but we're not. We're just, we keep going up because restaurants and bars have started to open and there isn't even a vaccine. So really it's not the smartest thing. You know, people are starting to hang out again. Right. And I mean, so have I. I've been hanging out with my friends and but I've been keeping it to a minimum and being polite when I'm in public and wearing a mask. And I mean, I've been able to practice volleyball and wearing a mask when I'm um, being told instructions or when I'm just getting there, but we're not told to wear a mask while we're actually playing. So it's been pretty nice with that, but I don't really know how effective that is. Yeah. And and again, it's like, I know um, a tennis team in the King County area had one person get infected and that spread to uh, more or it could mm-hmm. spread to more. I don't think if they've said that and you know, it's like for even if, you know, if we keep going the way we're going, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. Right. And so, speaking it, of people testing positive, um, I believe three members of the Mariners baseball team just tested positive. We heard really? a few hours and, ago. Yeah. And weren't they going to reopen for a game? Yeah, they were. I don't think they were allowing any fans to come observe, but they were going to open and be able to play for the MLB. And how do you do that, like, for football or something where you're like... Well, I think as... I mean, I might not be right because I haven't been really following the sports aspect, the um, professional sports aspect, but um, I believe it's just baseball at the moment, and they would definitely be have to play with no um, fans because that would be unsafe. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything about football and not much about baseball yet, but I think because of the um, 
team members who've tested positive, they'll have to rein, rein it back in and not be able to practice or play. I mean, I think they're actually still able to practice, but I don't think they'll be able to see other opposing teams. Yeah, and, and I totally believe in this country that we can reopen safely, but it's just kind of like wear a mask, mm-hmm. hand sanitize, wash your hands, just be smart. You know? We should have been wearing a mask. We should have made it a mandate to wear a mask way earlier in yeah. like March. But people are being annoying and not wearing masks. And yeah, they're just refusing. I mean, I mean, I completely understand if you're just by yourself and you're 50 feet, 50 feet away from everyone. But if you're in a public place or you're going to the grocery store or something, just wear a mask. I mean, wear a mask it's not that hard yeah yeah and then you know it gets difficult because now with I don't know teenagers starting to hang out again yeah it's like for as much as teen I like I've seen this on a lot of people's Instagram stories like wear a mask but yet I see a picture of them with six of their friends and it's like you Mm -hmm. you know you're being in a sense pretty hypocritical right no I haven't you know go ahead no it's okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, and I was just going to say, you know, for as much as I'm like, yeah, I'm totally wear a mask, it, you know, you can't wear a mask and then be like, you know, happy birthday to bestie, you know, happy 16. And then they're all like together in downtown Seattle. Mm-hmm. So and they're not wearing masks. But yeah. I mean, if that's the one, I mean, like you said, that's a group of people. I mean, a few of my friends and I, we've been keeping just to seeing each other. Like, I mean, my best friend and my boyfriend are, like, the only two people that, like, I really see now, like, Mm -hmm. that my mom's letting me see, and I'm okay with not being in huge groups, but, I mean, I think it is a negative, it has a negative negative effect on my mental health if I'm not able to see other people, and I'm really grateful that my mom's been able to let me hang out with those people, but, I mean, when I'm, like, out in public, I'm definitely wearing a mask. I'm using mm-hmm. Purell and like being cautious of others just because I want to keep other people safe, you know? And I've only hanged out with three people two times, but it's like, even with that, you know, no matter what you do, you're at a risk. So it's mm-hmm. like, just as long as you're being safe about it, you know, you're wearing a mask, you're distancing, you know, distancing, wearing hand sanitizer, um, wearing putting on hand sanitizer hopefully not wearing it <laughs> and then, just you know, being courteous yeah then you know the chances is going down and for is you know I think I think we just surpassed three million cases unless you're not in a big group like you know you've just gone to a a rally or a big protest you should be good you know if mm-hmm. you're only meeting with your friends um because, you know, the chances at getting it at a supermarket are pretty low. Um, you know, just as long, again, as you're wearing hand sanitizer and putting on a mask, I don't see a problem. I mean, you're not hanging out in big groups. I don't really see a big problem of reopen, reopening safe, safely. Right. And I think if cases do continue to rise, I think um, reining it back in, like I said, um, to lower phases, lower stages in reopening, that's the smartest way to go. I mean, I can't really think of any other better ideas to do such. So. And yeah, you know, um, I know Governor Ainsley has said, um, we're like <laughs> Governor in phase, Ainsley? 
Yeah. Ainsley, Ainsley, Ainsley. Oh, no. One of them, one of them. Mm -hmm. He said that he is, you know, willing to put any, in our state, we have different phases that can reopen. And he says he is willing to uh, put us down a phase. Um, And I I definitely agree with him. I think that's a safe way to go. And, you know, I mean, other states, (laughs) have you heard about the COVID parties? No, I haven't. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, um, I read this one article. I think it might be at the University of Alabama, but um, they're hosting COVID parties, of which I believe the first to get infected wins, and they hold a party with, like, a normal-sized party. And um, so, as I'm reading right now, it's, like, a normal party, but no, it's not fake. Yeah, this is real. It's, like, it's a coronavirus party in Alabama. All I'm going to say is survival of the fittest, you know, you right. get it. I mean, it's your fault unless, you know, you're at a grocery store. I mean, even hang out with your friends in a way. If you choose to go outside, you you take a risk with you. But, you know, that's with everything. But being in a COVID party <laughs> seems like a good way to, you know, go to the hospital. And especially, you know, the big things with staying home was, you know, a lot of, I mean, people are dying from it, but. I don't know, they estimated, what was it, something crazy, like millions of people would die. Mm-hmm. I mean, even 100,000 is way too high. But, you know, the main reason to keep things down is so the hospitals don't become overrun. And if you get right. it, you know, you won't die. You know, you're going to be in a hospital for two weeks or at home for two weeks. And that just stops a sick old lady from getting treatment, you know? Yeah. And I agree with you. I think that people just need to be considerate and I can completely understand because it's detrimental to one's mental health. You can't just like see someone that you really are close with. But I mean, I don't think that you need to be going and having a party. Like I said, a COVID party I'm reading now, it's um, they put money in a pot and then they try to get COVID and whoever gets COVID gets it first gets all the money. And it's just, I think that's, it's it's selfish because why would you do that i mean yeah it's just i think it's crazy yeah and i just see it as you know hopefully most of our population is smart enough to realize you just be kind i mean it's really that simple be kind be courteous wear a mask when around other people and you know just we've heard what as C- CDC has said, you know, stay six feet apart, wear masks, wear gloves, wash your hands for 20 seconds. If you do all those and you're being responsible, I see mm-hmm. no problem with, you know, opening up. Now, food, food and bars are different, not food, restaurants are different because I don't think you have to wear a mask because how are you going to eat unless you come yeah, from I... the mask, but that ruins the point. But it's like, in, in, in a sense, you also have to remember our businesses. You know. Correct. But I mean, a lot of businesses have been open for takeout and delivery and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still a lot that we don't know about the virus. So I think just being careful is the most important thing we can do right now. Yeah. And even though I think is Brazil number two now in cases, they're having um, a really rough time. I'm actually not, not sure, but I didn't. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know why. I think probably because they don't have as good as a, um, as good as a, you know, infrastructure for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
yeah, so let's check the U.S. for today. And um, I remember I was watching a clip on how our president in um, before 2016's term was giving a speech, was holding a speech, and he was saying, we know that in the next 10 to 15 years, there's going to be an airborne disease, but we're going to try to be prepared for it so we can stop it in its tracks. And then I saw another clip of our current president saying that no one had any idea that this was coming and that it was completely just a new thing and we had no idea but really our government didn't handle it the way they should have and they claimed they weren't prepared but 10 years before people were preparing and they knew this was going to happen and I think it was just a mistake. So actually July 5th King County had a record 1,079 cases. Wow. Yeah. And that was down from, um, you know, April high, April's highest point was 379. And then mm-hmm. June 19th was 619. But it's like, you know, people think that we're done with the coronavirus, but the coronavirus isn't done with us. <laughs> and it's, you know, just going to keep, you know, keep getting worse and worse if we're not able to, you know, use half the brain. Us as teenagers, too, we need to be even more um, careful because we need to think about the risks for our elders because it's even more scary for them. My grandma's actually visiting right now. Oh, wow. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the main reason why I'm really careful about going out and hanging out with my friends because I know if I get it, hopefully I'll live you know, make Sophie happy if I didn't live, but no, I'm kidding. Hey. But, um, I know for the most part I will, but it's like, you know, if I gave it to my grandma, like how I'd have to live with that guilt, you know, Right. Mm-hmm. which is kind of a lot. So that's why I have to be really careful and make sure all my friends are also not hanging out with people. And if they are, then I can't really hang out with them. Just yeah, you just I'm not have to be to really careful about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, you, again, you brought up a great point about that social emotional health, you know, I know right when um, school shut down in April, we're all going kind of crazy. Yeah, we were all so excited. And then it got to be like a week or two and we were like, what the heck are we going to do with ourselves? And now it's July and I can tell you that. We haven't seen each other in months and we're going to go and like record (laughs) at our radio station. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's definitely not the same. That me and Sophie have... uh, during the school year, we have weekly meetings with our um, radio staff. And now that just right. feels normal. Yeah. Like no, we've, you're been, right. we've been doing it for so long or it, like, I'm trying to even remember when we had in-person meetings. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, still do, but it's just, yeah. But like, I, I can say that um, because of coronavirus, I've been able to get my new microphone. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. So <laughs> it'll be easier for me to record. So that's nice. But it's going to be interesting, especially if it picks up, especially when it comes to colleges. I think this year, mm-hmm. most colleges will give a big pass on yeah. grades, but it's like next year, I don't really think they do. So it's kind of scary yeah. for people who aren't good at online stuff. Yeah, and I've heard about colleges in Washington that are um, that are offering tuition for people to pay tuition, but there aren't any refunds, no matter what happens, like if they have to send them home. So people are wondering what to do and how it's going to affect their financial status. So. Yeah. In in better news, I heard UW canceled the ACT and SAT. So now I don't oh, have fantastic. to take it. Yeah, forever. <laughs> and 
I know for someone who isn't a good test taker, that's good. And I think mainly was the main reason is it kind of um, this uh, the SAT and SATs kind of um, if you had a lot of money, you would do better on it because mm-hmm. you could hire tutors and the, stuff. Right. And I can see the point of a standardized test, but now that they've gone rid of it, more colleges are. So it's like, you know, I think one of the most important things that colleges are going to look at is just going to be GPA. Right. Because they're going to see, you know, people's extra activities are going to be way down. But at the same time, if schools keep giving everyone A's, I mean, how are I mean, they going to compare us? that's the worst thing, though, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely not. I'm not it's complaining. It's definitely helped me in my stress levels. But. Yeah. <laughs> but they can't do that forever, you know. Right. Because they right. can't look at, you know, half a million students all with 4.0s and, you know. And I think if we're prepared that things are going to be online, I think it will be definitely more easy to – it'll be easier to – adapt to it I mean unlike in April where we were just told hey we're having zoom classes like show up and we'll give you an a you know like instead of like this is how we're gonna do it and here's how it's gonna roll out and then a lot of people you know decided just hey why should I go I'm getting an a and it's interesting to see how many people didn't really care about their learning I mean I can tell you that my um I definitely tried a lot harder in first semester than I did second semester, <laughs> but I got the same grades as I did. So, yeah. And one thing I didn't know actually was um, on colleges, um, or I mean on our transcripts, they actually have the original grade right next to the A. It shows on our transcript? Yes. Oh. So um, I may or may not have gotten a kind of lower grade in math, Wait, I thought it didn't show. It did. Or at least the Skyward report cards did. And I'm now really nervous because (laughs) for obvious reasons. (laughs) Um, So that's why I really mm -hmm. hope they give it a big pass. Yeah. I I mean, it said A or incomplete, and that shouldn't come up on our transcript. So hopefully that's just what you saw, Andrew. Hopefully it's just a glitch. After me and Sophie will check. And if it Mm -hmm. does show our things, then we'll have a panic attack. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, have you ever been to the Seattle Space Needle? I have. You have? Pretty cool, right? It's a little scary. I don't like heights, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Um, yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but I remember I used to go when I was little, and it was my favorite, and now I'm kind of, eh, I don't really like heights as much, but it was really cool when I was little. Yeah, it's kind of a big, you know, when you think of Seattle, you think of the Space Needle. I don't even know, maybe next episode we can kind of talk about who built the space needle i don't i think it's private right it's not well a... so it actually i actually have a few facts for you oh it's thank you Sophie. 605 feet tall mm-hmm. it took eight minutes eight eight minutes only eight months to complete and um it was finished in december of 1961 and to reach the top level of the structure in an elevator it takes 43 seconds mm-hmm. they're fast elevators yeah and there are um cafes at the top and I don't think it's really open for commission right now, obviously, because of COVID-19. But um, in normal times, there's uh, uh, cafes and um, dining areas. So if you wanted to plan a party there, you could go. And have you ever read uh, Weedle on the Needle? No. That was my favorite book. Um, so when you're um, looking at the Space Needle, um, it's easier to see when it's dark outside, obviously. Um, 
you know, how buildings have lights, flashing lights on them so planes don't crash into them. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. So um, uh, there's a book. I can't remember who it's written by, um, but it's about the Weedle on the Needle. And it's said to be a furry red creature that was the blinking light, and that was his nose. And it's just about him and how he lives on top of the Space Needle. Kind of sad I never read this. Yeah, it Sounds was actually like my favorite book. book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on the topic, another big building that um, a lot of people know is Key Arena. Mm-hmm. And they've actually just named it to Climate Change Arena. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. So Amazon bought it out and they they basically said they're going to, here, Sophie, fact check me what it's called. Yeah, and they basically said they're going to donate a lot of money to climate change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's totally cool. But why name it that? Well, wait, what's it's, it's actually name? called Climate Pledge Arena, which I think is actually cool. I didn't know about that. Does, does that sound weird, though? Like Climate I think, I Pledge? Mean, I mean, maybe the name sounds weird, but I think it's really cool that they're donating to climate change. Oh, no, I do too, but, you know, you could have kept it, like, Amazon (laughs) Arena, you know, it doesn't have to be I know, I kind of like Climate Pledge, because they're pledging to try to save the climate. Say say Climate Pledge. Climate Pledge Arena. It doesn't really fit well in my mouth, but I think uh, the idea was there. (laughs) Yeah, well, the, you know, the money giving is there, but, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, you know, really cool. Right. Glad that. Amazon is doing that so I don't know I today I saw a picture of them taking off the giant key there was a red key oh, no. so I don't know what they're I don't know what they're going to replace no it with. I actually had no idea about that that's crazy. Yeah it's very recent so yeah. I I don't know you know what they'll replace it with maybe a big happy earth that'd be, be kind of nice. cute. I wish our earth was happy that'd be cool. Yeah. So Andrew do you want to tell us about the Seattle underground? Yeah, so the Seattle Underground is a, um, well, so it first started by the Seattle Great Fire, which right. was a fire that destroyed um, basically the a lot of businesses in the uh, business district. Almost the whole of Seattle. Yeah, of Seattle. And um, it lasted less than a day, but it burnt a lot of stuff. And fun fact, it actually was the same summer as the Great Spokane Fire, a um, another city in Washington in the Great Ellensburg Fire. So three big fires happened all in the same summer in Washington. What a cool really thing. hot year for Washington. Mm-hmm. So only one people died. One people. Uh, one one person died, <laughs> but it caused up to um, they estimate sixty million dollars. Wow. Which for a big fire, I mean, you know, pretty bad, mm-hmm. but could have been worse. And only one death. That's pretty good. Right. But um, yeah, so what happened as it burned down, um, basically, when Seattle decided to rebuild, they built kind of above the ruins and some mm-hmm. old parts of Seattle. So um, there was actually this, um, now there's this kind of underground place since when they reconstructed it, it only took eight months really, but now there's this whole underground place. Right, they so, kind of, I mean... I don't want to say they just built over. I can't, they just kind of like slapped some buildings on top and were like, hey, who's they the did. new Seattle? Like, I yeah. mean, kind of convenient. So, um, and the places were used for, um, a lot of them were used for, so only a little bit, um, only a little bit now you can go through for tours. I actually heard the tours aren't that great. I've actually been on a tour of the Seattle Underground. 
it was, was it? a while ago and um it was pretty cool it was kind of scary though because i was little and like i could like because when you're underground you know how they have the sewer grates and you can yeah. see like underneath the sidewalk that's where you walk in the yeah. tour and you could see walk people like walking above you and it was kind of scary for like a third grader so just want to put your <laughs> hand out there and grab someone yeah above. that'd be spooky yeah so it was people were allowed to go under it for in the early 1900s and it was mm -hmm. used as um a flop house which is um like a low budget house for kind of homeless people um yeah. it was used for gambling halls and even um op opioid den dens so oh yeah people are selling drugs there yeah oh. and then they <laughs> um seattle decided that enough was enough they're also afraid of the bubonic plague bubonic bubonic the bubonic plague yeah so they actually did, okay, like shut it down they shut it was down it? but is yeah. this was this is this now still the same place where they're doing tours um well only very so they only restored a small portion of it right and they made so that, that safe for spot. tours mm -hmm. yeah and the rest of it is still you know around today so if you're ever in Seattle and you want to go ghost hunting, it's a good place. Ghost hunting, I know. I but feel, I but feel they like... think people still might actually be down there. What do you mean? Like, like people I, like I'm... living there and like. Well, don't maybe not. Home? Maybe I think I think you can actually visit. Like, I'm pretty sure there's stairs and stuff to bring you down there, so wow. it could be a sketchy spot for. Sketchy anything. things. Yeah, <laughs> sketchy things. Maybe you know you want that new iPhone 12. Go to the Seattle Underground and get all it. All right, all right. Thank you, Andrew, for telling us about the Seattle Underground. So thanks all for tuning in. Um, we will be sure to put out another episode soon. And um, we know that this episode definitely wasn't as structured. We air every Saturday at 3, if I'm correct. And we'll be on Spotify as of right now and Apple soon. Um, and make sure to listen to other shows on 88.9. I think... Um, I might be continuing my show with Sophie and Morgan, uh, Sophie and Morgan at six, um, hopefully next year, but um, there's also a few episodes out on Transistor, so you'll be able to find those on Spotify as well, and hopefully you'll be able to download our episodes from other platforms as well soon. See you guys later. <laughs>